KYW Original Podcasts. I'm John McDevitt with Paul Kurtz, and this is a Beer and Booze Bros Extra Shot. You're invited to the Down and Derby Wine Festival. It takes place at Cooper River Park, Jack Curtis Stadium in Pensacola, New Jersey, on May 2nd. It will take place on Kentucky Derby Day, so wear your best derby attire to the wine festival. There's a $500 prize for best dress. $30 general admission ticket holders will be able to sample 15 fine wines from South Jersey Vineyards. $65 VIP ticket holders get an extra hour from 3 to 4 p.m. That's an hour before general admission. And you get to sample special selections from the participating vineyards. Some of South Jersey's best wineries will be in attendance, including Cedar Rose Vineyards in Millville and Sharrett Winery in Blue Anchor. Dustin Tarpine from Cedar Rose brings us Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Thunder Gust, which is a dry red blend. So this is the Cedar Rose Vineyards uh, 2017 Thunder Gust. This is a blend of Cab Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, and Chamberson in equal parts. Larry Sharrett from Sharrett brings us Vidal Blanc, Crimson Sky, which is a sweet wine, and Tango, a red blend. One of the things that's really great about um, this wine is that it's really approachable. Um, so, uh, and this, this was, the fruit that was made in this wine um, is mostly from 2017 and 2018. This is a non-vintage wine, so we can blend across different vintages. Uh, and by doing that, we can take some of that seasonal variation out. Dustin kicks things off, followed by Larry. Well, um, so the climate that we have here, uh, we, we like to draw a comparison with Bordeaux, France. Um, you know, we have, it, it's a maritime climate. You know, you've got the, the river coming in, creating a peninsula in South Jersey that kind of warms the area up a little bit. Um, and actually, we're almost on a latitude with Bordeaux, France. We're actually a little bit south of, I think a little bit south of Bordeaux. Wow. Um, So one of the nice things about having um, these types of soils in South Jersey is they drain well. Um, So what we were talking about before with going back to Bordeaux, um, our temperatures, our highs and lows during the days are almost identical. So if, if if you put them on a chart and you put them on top of each other, they match almost identically. Um, and what that allows us to do is it allows us to grow all, these, all the Bordeaux varieties that grow so well. So the Cabernet Franc we talked about, the Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, they're all varieties that are grown in Bordeaux uh, with great success. They grow here with great success because of those temperatures. Hmm. The problem that we run into is that we get more rainfall in the summer months um, than they do. They actually get the same amount of rainfall annually, but we get more in the summer months, which, which causes you know, some issues with our, with our vines as far as you know, different mildews and molds that we have to contend with. Um, but the fact that the soils drain rapidly, so we get one of these thunderstorms that comes through, dumps two inches of rain on our vineyard, um, they get into these soils and they quickly get wicked away. Um, and that's really a benefit to us in the fact that we can remove that moisture um, and it doesn't affect us as much as it would have if we had like heavy clay soils. Mm. Oh, okay. Great. Well, we have uh, six bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a lot of work to do, John. <laughs> is, um, is there an art to opening a corked bottle? Uh... I, I wouldn't know if there's an art. Um, there's definitely a proper way to do it, okay. though, for sure. Uh, all right, teach us. <laughs> well, so the, the, the yeah, main thing... 
Yeah, screw cap makes it nice and easy, right? Um, pull tabs also make it nice and easy. Yeah, so we, we put those on the on the foils. Make sure you get the corkscrew in the middle of the cork. That's the thing I see people do most is where they put it down toward the side, and when you go to pull it up, it just rips straight through the cork, you know what I mean? So put a couple turns in, turn it around, and don't put it in too far, you know, because if it goes in too far, it's not going to work right. Then ideally, you have a, this is a nice corkscrew where you have two stages. It has this little kind of knuckle on it that makes it easier. So you go for the first one, you get there, and then you go back up, get your leverage. Ah, that's very cool. Now, sometimes, uh, sometimes the cork is dry. That is that okay to bring back? You don't want a dry cork, right? Well, is that okay? The cork, for the most part, even in a dry cork, can be okay. Um, really? So the the key, of course, with a dry cork is getting it out cleanly and smoothly. Um, that might be the biggest issue, and you can decant it if you have to. Um, but of course, if the cork is so dry that it's let in a lot of oxygen, the wine has gotten oxidized. That's a perfect reason to bring it back. Oxidized wine or a flawed wine in any way. Um, you should send back. Okay. Yeah, whether you're at a restaurant or whether you're at a store. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, oh, that's, that's, that's good interesting. Yeah. And the word is corked, right? Is that the term? Well, no, that's actually a totally different thing. Oh, what's so, what's um, I'm learning. I'm learning today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a, a wine that basically the cork has, has dried out or started to rot, um, th that wine is usually just oxidized because the cork will then let a lot of air get into the bottle, and you don't want that. Um, a corked wine is a different thing. There's actually a mold that in the presence of, um, of both wood, which cork is, right? Cork is actually the bark of the cork tree, um, and chlorine. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> it's the bark of a cork tree. I, I didn't know there's a cork tree. Where do, yep. where do they yes. grow cork trees? Uh, <laughs> Portugal is a huge, yeah. yeah Portugal and Spain are huge places that grow them. Okay. Yep. It's actually a type of oak, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Inside what, wine. what happens is, awesome. is it produces a compound we call TCA. All right, and that TCA is uh, extremely smelly. All right, um, basically, it's it's uh, I think it's five parts per billion um, a person can smell, um, and that's extremely small. That means if you had one drop in your swimming pool, you could still smell it in your pool. Wow! All right, so it's really really strong. Our colleagues are I found us. Paul. <laughs> you found them. Come on in. This is Ian Bush. Hello. And Michelle Dorham, our anchors. Oh, this will make you better anchors. <laughs> oh. Do you know that there is a cork tree and that's where you get corks? No. It's true, right? It's true. That's <laughs> correct. Well, I was too busy drinking the wine to make that discovery. Is there a screw cap tree too? <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're learning a little bit about wine. We're learning about cork and uh, oxidation. 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 Yep. And... Um, and so now, ooh, now we just learned how to open up a bottle okay. properly. Yeah, you've got to put it in the, the center. Yeah. yeah, the yeah, one. So this is that's actually bark. Oh, that's the bark of a sniff cork. bark of a cork tree. Here, sniff, sniff, sniff it, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like a Vidal Blanc to me. <laughs> He's got a great nose. It's wow, he got good eyes too. Did you read the label? I did. <laughs> Actually, Vidal Blanc is one of my favorite um, wines. Really? Yeah. It's a. Is it kind of around this part of the country, Virginia, Jersey, something? Yeah. Well, Vidal Blanc is a, is a French American hybrid, um, and uh, it, it grows wonderfully here. So we always make really nice wines out of it. Um, this one happens to uh, the Atlantic Seaboard Wine Competition. This one got best in class, which means that first it won a gold medal. Um, and then they took all the gold medal winners and they put them all together and the judges decided this was the best one. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So do you want to taste a little titch? <laughs> can, we, can we start with this one? Yes, or? Your, your, your best, your best right. starting with right. the white. 
and working our way over to some of these reds. Oh, is that is that yeah. that's the proper so, thing? Like, yeah. yeah, usually whites um, usually usually, usually basically rather. start dry dry white, and you know, kind of the opposite of the spectrum would be sweet reds. You know what I mean? So you would start with dry whites, dry rosés, dry reds, all the way through, and then anything. So can you describe what we what you're tasting? Yeah. So <laughs> so like I said, when um, if you smell this wine. All right, I get like I get like some strawberry, some cranberry. It's definitely got bright red fruits. Um, a little bit of uh, it definitely has a little bit of uh, a wood mm-hmm. sort of aroma mm-hmm. there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the flavor when you taste it, um, it definitely has again those those like, like red fruits. Um, but the the smoothness of it and the silkiness of it is what I think really appeals to people. Mm-hmm. And the tannins finish very very soft. Yeah. So um, instead of getting that feeling uh, of dryness in your mouth. Um, it kind of, you know, it kind of like just as soft and silky. Nice. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. Are you, is there, do you like all wine or is it, you know, some people say they, they like, you know, when you prefer red over white or, or like, what do you, what do you say to people like that? Yeah, well, it's funny because... red wine gives me a headache or... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just asked me an hour-long question. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so um, when, you, when you're talking about like which wines you like, um, people tend to have preferences. Like my, my wife would much rather have a glass of white wine over a glass of red wine. I'm the kind of person who it depends on the season. It depends on what I'm eating. Okay, so if I'm just gonna if I'm just gonna have a glass of wine at the end of the day, um, and it's the summertime, I'll probably grab a white because they're so refreshing. Um, if it's wintertime, I'll probably grab a red because they're they're you know they're hearty and earthy and kind of warming. They mm-hmm. kind of feel warm to you. Um, but of course, if I'm having food, it's going to be dictated by what I'm eating. You know, if I'm having fish or shellfish or chicken, I'm definitely going to probably grab a white. But if I'm eating steak or something hearty or heavy sauce, I'm going to grab a red. So I like, I kind of like all of the above. And then of course, there's there's uh, there's sweet wines, which is kind of a whole other thing entirely. Um, and we make we make a wonderful port, which of course is wonderful mm-hmm. for dessert or yeah, yeah. with dessert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And nice. that's called that's wicked. We call it wicked. 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 It's like it. Nice. So, so then going back to your question yep. about headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so the latest research on headaches is that um, it's, a lot of people say, they come in and they say, oh, do you add you know, sulfites to your wines? Um, well, all wines have sulfites in them. So it's actually naturally produced by the yeast during fermentation. So there's actually sulfites in the wine. Uh, most wineries uh, add sulfites to the wine as well because of the fact that they act as a preservative. So most wines won't last more than a few months in the bottle without those. So if, you, if you're buying with, you know, what, they, what people might call a natural wine, which has no real definition, by the way, um, if you're buying a natural wine, they'll say they have added, no added sulfites, but they're going to have some naturally occurring sulfites, which will protect the wine to some extent, but most of those bottles should be drank very, very young and quickly because they're going to spoil. So that's what happens with those. Um, but the latest research says most people aren't sensitive to sulfites. Most people are actually sensitive to histamines. Okay, so the same type of things that, you know, give you hay fever and things like that, you might take an antihistamine for. If you get a headache from red wines, more than likely you're actually having an allergic reaction to the histamines that are in the wine. Mm -hmm. And those are very, um, they can vary widely depending upon variety, where the wine's grown, how the wine's made. Um, So that's the type of thing where if, if that causes you an issue, um, you should probably do some experimentation and determine which wines bother you and don't bother you. Um, you know, or you can also that's a try. a fun experiment. Yeah, it's a great experiment. <laughs> or, or you can. Record, I've never had a wine that bothered me. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, or you could try taking an antihistamine before there you have you a glass go. of wine. Really? Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall okay. we move on? Yes. This was good. Next? Uh, sure. Let's go. go yeah. Let's go with the single vineyard Cab Sauvignon next. All right. So, like I said, this is uh, from uh, all from one vineyard that we managed, not from our state vineyard. Um, it's from a vineyard over in Vineland. It's about that's, uh, that's I'd say extra. twenty. Oh, that's just there you go. Yeah. About uh, twenty-five minutes, twenty-ish uh, minutes from where our tasting room is. And so it's hundred percent Cab Sauvignon. Uh, when I was talking about clones earlier, these are actually, it's a blend of two different clones that are actually um, California clones that were pulled out of uh, some California vineyards. Um, but what you get, just absolutely gorgeous color. I mean, when you look at yeah. it, especially, you know, sometimes we have trouble ripening Cab Sauvignon in New Jersey just Describe because. Describe the, the color. Um, I would say deep, almost, almost, not quite garnet, maybe ruby, would you call it? Yeah, somewhere between ruby and garnet. Yeah. Wines, wines, especially red wines, tend to start off with that very, very bright red color. Mm -hmm. um, so when, when these wines are fermented, typically what you end up with is a very, really bright red. Um, and then over time, they'll, they'll shift uh, as they age from a bright red to a garnet to a brick. And they'll mm -hmm. actually start losing their color if they get older and older. And they'll go from brick and they'll start to almost like, like, a, like a reddish yellow over time. And that's as the wine ages. So you can, t you can tell something about the wine's age by looking at its color. Uh, so in this situation, you know, you can tell, I mean, this wine was made in, in 2017 vintage. Um, so it's, it's a fairly young red wine. Um, and it still has that beautiful, beautiful garnet color. Do, you know, you have, people say that, you know, they sell their, their, their wine and, like, the, you know, wine can go, what, for thousands and thousands of dollars sometimes. Oh, right? absolutely. And, yeah, sure. and so, so age is wine's friend? It, it depends on the wine. Um, I think there was just a, a statistic out there. I want to say it's something like less than 5% of the wines produced in the world are meant to last more than five years um, or, or really wow. able to age past five years. Um, so that's one of the reasons why they're coveted. And that's so one wine of the could go bad? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's kind of a function. It's basically a function of pH, right? So the lower the pH of the wine, um, the kind of longer that the arc of aging is going to look like. Mm -hmm. It also has a lot to do with oxygen exposure, how much oxygen has been, you know, the wine, how much oxygen is going into the wine during its lifetime. Um, and also tannin content. So if you have a wine that's very, I mean, very dry, very tannic, it's likely going to have a little bit of a longer life because those tannins actually scavenge ox oxygen. They're actually antioxidants. So those tannins will react with oxygen so that the oxygen does not destroy the wine. Mm. Um, so those are kind of the three things that lend to how age-worthy a wine is. So um, what are you smelling when you smell this? So I definitely... I that question. Like, I little, get some when you, when you say, what, what should I be tasting? Well, everybody's palate's different. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, okay, what are you tasting? So, <laughs> so first. I, get, I get some... Definitely some like raspberry on the nose mm. for sure, um, and this is a it's a it's a descriptor that you hear sometimes about Bordeaux, but it's almost they call it forest floor, which is a kind of I get a little bit of this. It's kind of a crazy descriptor. No, I get that. You know that, what I mean? No, like kind of decaying leaves, mm -hmm. or like you know yeah, that yeah. that kind of like earthy yeah, decaying yeah, yeah. Like leaf it. smell. I like that. Yeah. Why do I like that? That's I, I like, like it too. <laughs> do you eat leaves? No. Well, I haven't in a long time. Okay. All right. Well, for me, it's just it's just so interesting that even flavors like that can even manifest themselves in wine. Right, right, you know, right, you would right, never right. expect to take grapes and end up with something that smells like a forest floor or like right. leaves or right. something, you know. Right. So, um, so, yeah, on the nose, that's what I would be getting, the aroma. Uh, when you go and you taste it. 
I find this wine to be incredibly soft. It's really good. Yeah. It's soft. That's a good one. Soft. Yeah. I've never heard that as a descriptor for yeah, wine. It's, it's soft. It's, it's mouthfeel soft. The, yep, yeah. yeah I would say, and the tannins are, are really kind of uh, are, are round, I guess they would say. So people usually say you have tannins that are angular or they're round or they're square, and they kind of use those descriptors. I would say... Very round tannins, a lot of body as well. I mean, it's just like, guys, compared to the Cabernet Franc that we tasted, you know, that was, like I said, was lean. This, to me, I would say is like fat. I mean, it has like a very heavy weight on the palate, and it's, especially uh, in the middle of the is palate. It, is it fair to say sweet? Like, well, there's no sugar. And, I mean, it's... But it's, it's it to comes me, off as sweet. I would, I would, I would more describe that as fruity. I guess, fruity, okay. uh, yeah. So that's where where Larry was talking about sweetness and dryness. So technically, this is a totally dry wine, huh. no sugar whatsoever in it. Wow. Um, but that's because it is fruity and soft, you know, and sometimes the alcohol can actually lend a little bit of sweetness to the wine too and make it taste sweeter. You hear a, a word "fruit forward" a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, absolutely. Is I would say this is fruit forward, mm-hmm. but I would say it has a lot more complexity, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's fruit forward, but if you really start paying attention to it, you get a lot of other earthy and kind of unique complex flavors out of it mm. you must be very excited i mean these are young wines yeah mm-hmm. and you've got to be excited about what they're going to taste like in a, three oh. years from now oh absolutely yeah and it's, it's kind of people ask me like how how long should i age this for and it's kind of hard to know without actually ever aging a similar wine to really give an idea um but you know i'd like to think that this wine's got a good solid five years in it um mm. you know uh, and some of the other wines like the cabernet franc because it's got a little bit more acidity probably has a little, little bit of a longer arc. I think it could go maybe eight years. Um, but that's all kind of experience. You kind of have to wait around and see how things turn out and then use those experiences to gauge, you know, wines in the future. Mm-hmm. Nice. How old are you guys, by the way? I'm uh, 32. Yeah, definitely young guys here. No, I'm 45. 45. I just love the fact that they drop. How old are you? <laughs> Let's just put it this way. I'm going to call Dustin's son. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, this is really delicious. Really good. Thank you. Yeah. Everything we had so far is amazing. You can get more information on participating wineries and purchase your tickets for the May 2nd Wine Festival by visiting downandderbywinefest.com. <laughs>